As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And welcome to Mennonite's Treasure Vortex with myself, Amanda Digger de Gauze. And sadly, uh, Gypsy will not be able to make the show tonight, which, you know, uh, we did try to just run a quick test and there's been some updates and her side is a incredible echo. <laughs> so I'm going to give her the night off. I know she needs rest, you know, so... All right, this is going to be uh, interesting. I don't, uh, this will be the first podcast I've ever gone about talking to myself. <laughs> so please go easy on me. Um, I have lots of neat stuff to talk about. Uh, just got back from a trip, have a trip planned in the next week. So it's, uh, yeah, it will be interesting. I mean, I talk to myself plenty when I'm recording, but uh, yeah, 
<laughs> this is a little bit different. We will have a giveaway or two tonight. And the way we do the giveaways and the way that we've done it in the past, everybody that comes into the chat that I see your name, I jot down your name, and then I sign a number. And then uh, when we go to do the giveaway, when I say we're going to do the giveaway, I will use random.org and that will pick a number and it will be, you know, the number that I wrote down, <laughs> wrote down next to somebody. So, woo, yes. So I do have to say, I just got back um, last Monday. So a week ago today, I got back from Pennsylvania. Uh, John and I made the trek to come out swinging, which was a, um, I think it was Boyerstown Historical Society fundraiser. Got to see a lot of really great metal detectorists um, and treasure hunters. Also got to meet a lot of new people and uh, even new detectorists to the hobby. And that was really cool. Um, long list. I got to dig before the event. Charlie Harley invited John and I out, so we got to do some detecting. Uh, Rob Tyson, I think is maybe how you say the last name. Charles Schaefer. Got to finally meet Karen uh, KK. Uh, I got to meet Corey Mason and James Anuska and Seth Newkirk and got to meet PA Pirate Paul. <laughs> and Alan Hendricks, and Chris and Kim Altman. They're really cool. They're doing the uh, the books, the profiles books, and the um, and then Dustin D'Agostino, and he's a Dutch boy, I think he goes by, and John Donaldson, and Audra, and, you know, uh, Nancy. Just, there were so many people at that hunt. John and I got up really early Friday morning, and we headed down in the fog and the rain and the thunder and lightning and it finally cleared and there was a big rainbow it was a lot of fun heading down and uh yeah that first day man i i got my first uh really cool find down there which was a colonial shoe buckle frame and it was broken, but I managed to actually find it in two different areas of this giant field. So that was that was my find of the weekend. And John, uh, aka Digfoot, he was just hitting it left and right. He got a couple of coppers. Uh, I think he got a barber dime a bunch of musket balls, some pretty buttons. So for Pennsylvania, yeah, we did we did pretty well. It was, it was a lot of fun. The hunt itself was great. I mean, it was so cool to see Pennsylvania. I've only been down there once and it was in the dark. <laughs> so it was it was neat. It was it was definitely a good time. So I know that when Gypsy comes back, she'll probably talk about the Arkansas event that she was at. And I know I heard a lot about that. And it sounded like a lot of fun. So hopefully when she comes back, she can, uh, she can tell you some of the stories from that. So we all look forward to her joining us back. Might end up with a pre-recorded show. Uh, there's the possibility she's flying in next week to visit little old me <laughs> and we'll be traveling to bone perhaps um i know i'm traveling to bone things are still up in the air 
you know, really hoping she can make it. And we will end up at, um, yeah, Best of New England in, over in Keene, New Hampshire. And that's a hunt we've really been looking forward to. It will be our first event where we have a pop-up tent for Treasure Vortex and doing giveaways and meeting people. So it should be a really, really great time. Uh, let's see. I also... So... I was talking about Come Out Swinging, which is the Pennsylvania hunt. We got there a day early and left a day later. I just know, you know, when you make these drives that it's, you know, six hours, heck, even five hours. After digging all day, that drive home is is usually pretty painful. <laughs> so we end up stay we ended up staying and we did some door knocking. So the way that we usually go about trying to find a place is John will drive or I'll drive and we'll say, okay, you know, you take, uh, let's take a right. And then he'll go left and right and left. And we just, we ended up going by this old farmhouse that had huge fields behind it. And a, uh, a man was sitting outside. And so John and I pulled in and I noticed he was whittling a little wooden carving of some sort. And, you know, I got out and I explained, you know, as a metal detectorist and, you know, wondered if we could detect. And he looked at me, he goes, well, what machines do you have? So he, I, you know, I, we brought him over to the car because we had everything in it from the event and showed him the Garrett AC packs and John Simplex. And I had also had my backup MX-7 for whites. And he pointed to the Apex. He goes, I have something like that. He goes, do you think you can help me? And I yeah, absolutely. I said, bring out whatever you have. So he ran inside and he grabbed his Garrett, I think it was a Garrett Ace 350 or 300. I'm not so sure on the model numbers of those types, but he brings his detector out and he's like, how do I do it? <laughs> so we were able to walk him through the steps and the different programs and his wife wrote it all down for him. And he said, you know, yeah, you guys can absolutely, you know, detect. He goes, you don't mind if I tag along? And we're like, no, it's your property. Let's go. He didn't have a pinpointer. So I kind of stuck around to where he was digging. So each signal I saw he got, I'd run over and, <laughs> and lend him the pinpointer. And uh, he he was just so excited to get a handle on that machine and he has a vacation plan so we were able to tell him you know this is what you need like the pinpointer he was able to use it and see it and know that yeah that would make life easier and he was all excited for his vacation um and so before we left he, they handed us their address because we had honestly no idea where we were because we did the left right ended up at this property and they said, anytime you're down in Pennsylvania, come back. And we kind of joked. I mean, John and I, we found tons of canned slaw. I think we ended up filling up half a bucket, a Home Depot bucket with canned slaw. So I joked around and I said, I get it. You let us detect so we could help get the trash out. And we all had a good laugh. And But it was it was a lot of fun. And it, it seemed like it was meant to be. You know, you never know when you're out there how it's going to go when you're door knocking and things like that. We were out there and it started hailing. It was, it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy, but a lot of fun. And it was great to be able to, you know, help someone that's got a detector. You know, I wasn't sure with that one, but 
And then I see in chat, somebody said that, um, you know, the ticks, were the ticks out in Pennsylvania yet? You know, I, I wondered that. I was definitely in some thick brush and did not, you know, I searched myself after and no ticks. And it was, we were going to ask someone and then forgot <laughs> and ended up out. But I know the ticks are already out here in Maine. So I can just imagine that they're probably out in Pennsylvania. It was just nice that, you know, we didn't end up with any on us. <laughs> so yeah, that was a, a neat door knocking story that, you know, you just, yeah, you just never knew what you're going to come across when you're you're trying to get a property to detect. So it was a lot of fun. He also carves, uh, actually I probably shouldn't, but trademarked for him, he makes walking sticks that have, he whittles like all these cool things on these walking sticks. And then he makes like bobbleheads for him. So when he had like a, I think it was like a sailor man on the top. So when you go to walk and you go with the stick it's head bobbles and it was so awesome so they really they were a, a real hoot to talk to and then um yeah it was great the the ride home though you know hope we were hoping for six hours it ended up being nine and a half wasn't really fun <laughs> I think everyone knows when you're trapped in a car in traffic and it's yeah it's not a good time but the event overall and seeing everyone and getting to dig a new state was a lot of fun it really was so that was a cool aspect of last weekend and then i think in the pre-recorded episode we had talked about one of my permissions is excavating to put in a building so absolutely love it they took off the top top soil and they've been digging down and I have found some crazy things I found like a pendant I think I talked about last week I found a flying eagle I got there a little bit earlier this past week and got to talk to the excavator dudes and was like you know I know there's got to be a pit here somewhere whether it was a privy or a dump uh, based on the glass shards and the porcelain pottery pieces on the surface at certain times, I was like, there has to be one here. And got to talking to it and got there the next day and they were like, yeah, we think we hit we hit a pocket of bottles. So we left it kind of open and I was so excited. Got to talk to the man running the excavator and he had a little bottle and he ended up gifting it to me. It was a cute little uh, perfume and uh, then he started talking about how he wanted to get into metal detecting. So that was a, a good little meet and got to chat with him and show him the metal detector and whatnot. So I went over to where the excavator was and sticking out of the sidewall was a ginger beer bottle. Pulled that out and kept digging and found almost an intact ginger beer bottle that has a little bit of chip on the lip. But besides that, it's intact. I'm pretty sure it was marked Glasgow, which would be uh, Scotland, I believe. I haven't put an age to it yet, but the glass, I, I wanted to cry as I was digging because the those, I'm pretty sure, shatter all the glass bottles. And each glass bottle that I found the base of, all of them had pontal marks, which, you know, that's 
early, early, early bottles with the dark glass and the wavy glass. And I was pretty sad. I did not find any intact actual glass bottles besides those, um, just the ginger beer bottles. So, but I know that they saved some of the dirt that they pulled off and it's all in these giant piles. So after the rain this week, I did go over this weekend and was metal detecting and I found a, now forgive me if I say it wrong, I think it's called a Chateline, Chateline, <laughs> I know, horrible pronunciation, probably didn't even say it right, uh, but what it would be would, uh, women during the Victorian era would wear it around their waist and it would have chains and carry things like keys or thimbles or sewing or a little change purse and it's something that's been on my list and when I originally found it I thought okay that's got to be a you know watch fob chain but no I actually I don't think it is so I was pretty excited by that and then went back over and found a couple more buttons and one of these giant piles when I had first got there on, I think it was Friday afternoon, there was a bell sitting on the bottom. <laughs> and I was like, there's, you know, you just got to open your eyes in some of these sites. And I just couldn't believe I didn't even need the detector. It was just sitting there. So that was really, really cool. And uh, yeah, so I know I'm rambling. <laughs> Usually it's uh, you get the break you know, the back and forth with gypsies. So again, sorry. And thank you guys for putting up with this. <laughs> um, let's see. I know that there's, I'm pretty sure I've got the majority that are in chat so far written down and figured why not go ahead and try to do a giveaway. So what we have, I'm going to be giving away two tonight. It's Sergeant Whitey's Discoveries Challenger coin and some and a sticker pack. So if you're listening right now and you'd like to get in on the giveaway, just jump into chat real quick and put your name down and I can add you to the list. Yes, indeedy. I'm just thinking, you know, it's already Monday going to be traveling next Monday, <laughs> got to uh, like, all right, this time's a little different. Thankfully, it's a road trip. So got to bring the pop-up tent and the tables and the chairs and actually got a, um, you know, a big banner that's got Treasure Vortex on it. So I'm, I'm actually really excited, really excited. Might even have some tokens to go in the ground for some shirts and Yay, it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. All right, everyone that's written so far, I already have you. So let me go. So I'm going to random.org. And it shows that there is, let's see, 13 of us in chat right now. And so one through 13 and I'm going to generate and it's number two. So Swamp Fox, that is you. 
is you. Congratulations. If you could email, let's see, it's tv.treasurevortex at gmail.com with your address. <laughs> and I will get that out in the mail this week. So again, that is, let me put this in the chat. Doo, doo, doo. TV.treasurevortex at gmail.com. All right. Jason. All right. So we'll be giving another one of those away in a little bit. Swamp Fox, I've removed you. I'm sorry. You can't win twice. <laughs> um, there's only the two giveaways tonight. So I'm going to change the numbers up. So there we go. All right. So have any of you ever uh, metal detected big giant dirt piles from excavated sites? I'm kind of curious if I should actually ask if I can kind of like knock the piles down a little bit. I'm getting good signals, but some of them, you know, you when you're digging in, it tends to just fill back in. So I've been going back and forth and possibly just knocking the piles down or just let them slide down. I don't know. Not sure who else actually, you know, might detect dirt piles. I know that there's some detectorists that get to do excavation sites and I wasn't sure if they just do the ground or if they do the piles as well as the ground. Maybe. Uh, James said he was redoing, uh, they were redoing the driveway and he almost got a chance. Oh, that's a bummer. Didn't get to. Yeah, it, it is kind of like digging, I guess, on Oak Island. <laughs> just kept, the hole just kept filling in because of the pile sliding down. It was a mess, absolute mess. It was even worse uh, after the rain because it was like mud all on the outside. So as you're getting caked in the mud trying to dig, it was dry on the inside, and yeah, that didn't work either. And they hit, they must have hit water too, because I know that each time I was stepping down when I was doing the bottle pit, oh man, the mud that was coming up was crazy. It's definitely spring here, as I'm sure it is in a lot of the United States right now, and mud season is full force. <laughs> I've decided that instead of destroying our, our washer, I just let the, the mud dry on uh, the clothes and then try to just whack it out and let it dry off. And uh, Let's see, Scott said he has. They dredge an old recreation pond and put the dirt near his buddy's house. Oh, you didn't find anything though? Yeah, that's That stinks. You would think that, especially an old pond that people were swimming in, you'd have a chance to find some stuff, but no go, no go. Let's see. 
I did get out mudlarking on Saturday for about an hour before the wonderful uh, thunder started booming and I decided that it was probably not safe for me to play on the water or anywhere wet with the giant storm coming through. But I did find something pretty neat and I'll post it to Treasure Vortex Facebook as well as my own here in the next day or so. But it looks like it's possibly a silver enameled pin and it's got what looks to be a crown on top and then a coat of arms and it's super heavy. It's probably only the size of maybe a nickel or a penny. But it's uh, it's really neat. I you know when I first saw it, I had no idea what it was. And then you know as I cleaned it up a little bit, I was like, oh, that actually looks like, uh, you know, actually looks like a coat of arms. Let's see. Rebecca said, wait, you're supposed to wash your digging clothes between hunts. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. I have a pair of jeans that I love to wear digging but I also like to wear them out on occasion so it's my fault for only having the one pair of those but yeah so <laughs> some of them sometimes and then uh, with ticks up here I do tend to wash my clothes I haven't soaked them yet in this year's Promethean or Promethean or as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The yellow bottle. So that will be happening here soon, especially before we end up heading off to Keene. So John says, what is your best, most favorite fine mudlarking? So let's see. I have to say that uh, my favorite, and just because it was, it's my first ever, and I found it mudlarking and not detecting, but a uh, two real was probably my one of my favorite finds while mudlarking. But that hunt itself was just crazy. I ended up finding my first intact clay pipe bowl with stem and an umbrella ink and two real and a clay marble. And it was just one of those mudlarking hunts that was just epic. <laughs> so that whole entire mudlark trip besides the two real was just awesome. It really was such a good time. And it was, you know, I was out there, John was out there taking pictures because this is a spot that eagles like to hang out. So he was he was out there checking that out and watching the eagles and the different birds that were coming through. And I was mudlarking 
you know, I think it's a 1920s to 1940s dump. And all of a sudden, I guess he met this this gentleman that was like, oh, you know, if she likes that, you know, you need to tell her to come over here. So all of a sudden I looked up and I saw him across from where I was and he's waving, like, come over here. So I ended up, what are you doing over there? And, and I met the gentleman. And he's like, oh, if you like, you know, mudlarking and stuff, you should check out this area. He goes, on occasion, there's some neat things. So I was like, all right, yeah. I get down there and right off the bat, I spot an umbrella ink sticking out of the mud. And I was like, okay, this is, this is, this is great. <laughs> and, um, yep, you know me, I'm mudlarking. I flip everything I could potentially see. I flip lots and lots of acorn caps because they tend to look like uh, rings or coins. They're pretty symmetrical and... Um, so I always flip those over and I thought I was flipping another acorn cap over, but it turned out to be, let's see, I've got it right now. I think it's 1761 to real. So that was really neat, really. It was such a great time. So thank the man profusely. And he's like, oh, you should go out more often. I'm sure there's other stuff out there. And people are like, you got to take the detector. And you know, that's crossed my mind a lot too. It's just, it's a really tough spot to get with equipment. More or less, you just need to, uh, you need to have both hands and a side bag to get down there and be able to search. So yeah, thanks Don for coming in and giving it a listen for a little bit. Now let's see what else. Um, no, I think there's 15 people, or now there's there's 14. There might be more listening. And I know that a lot of people end up catching this on replay, which is absolutely fine, because, you know, it's just me. <laughs> um, and I can't say that we'll go the full hour that we normally go. We've kind of held off on bringing on guests until everything gets kind of settled, we do have a lineup of guests that have agreed to come on and we've just had to push the dates out, you know, for the both of us to make sure, you know, everyone's good for it to go. And uh, so, yeah, that's about it. I, yes, I do have crazy stories. Crazy stories. I Hopefully next week will be lots more crazy stories. And then I'm hoping this weekend that one of the permissions that uh, Digfoot, Mr. John, and I have is he has a 1700s home on many acres in a town, you know, about a half an hour away or so. But he wants to see some of the stuff that we found at this spot close by. So I had agreed, you know, you, you can only metal detect for so many years before the stuff just starts piling up and you know, I'd gladly, I said to him, you know, you can have whatever you want and I'll gladly show it to you and everything. And he's like, oh no, I just want to see it because it's neat. He goes, but while you're down here, he goes, I, you should detect this property too, because the 1700s house and there's foundations. So really hoping to get over there this weekend and show him, I think now his site has produced maybe seven large tents, I think. 
I don't know, I've got four sitting in, three sitting in front of me from just the last few hunts, and that three ringer was from his property as well. So I know, and I think last year I found four before the ground froze. So it should be a lot of fun. I can't wait for him to see the finds. And then I can't wait to check out this new property and the curiosity of what is there. <laughs> you never know. And I mean, it could have been detected before. I don't know. I know when I was originally telling him about the finds and stuff, he thought I was already detecting that property. So you never know. <laughs> Let's see. John asked in chat, Amanda, do you bottle dig at any of those 1700s houses? So I have not found the one at the, I have not found the bottle dump at the place that we're currently searching. I have kept my eyes open and I do have a bottle probe and that's something that I'll probably get to once the grass starts growing a little bit higher because they're hay fields. So once that the hay is up to my knees or thighs, it makes it very difficult to swing in and I tend to steer towards other activities like bottle dump digging, privy digging hopefully this summer, and mudlarking. So and then hopefully I can find the one at this new property, which would be great. James, you wondered where Gypsy's at. So Gypsy's with her family right now. Um, everybody keep them in your thoughts. I know as she, as she has put it in the past videos, you know, stuff's going on with her dad. So we did try to run a quick chat because she was definitely going to uh, hop on. She had made it back in time to be able to hop on to this show tonight but like we always do it seems when there's an update with Spreaker and Skype there is a massive echo issue so I, I told her just relax <laughs> I will try to fly by the seat of my pants tonight and uh, we can um, we'll end up doing another show here this week or perhaps I can bring my laptop with me and we can do a show from away next week from Keene, New Hampshire. So, yes, and she will have, I'm sure, amazing stories for you. I know you said, James, you finally got to meet her in person. I know that a lot of people got to meet her at our, the Arkansas hunt. Was that last weekend as well? So when I was in Pennsylvania, she was in Arkansas. See, we're, we're trying to, you know go to every state possible <laughs> and uh thank you uh swamp fox yeah that would be great we're trying to slowly work the globe <laughs> get to meet people everywhere so can't wait to meet you know a bunch of the diggers in vermont and new york and new hampshire and maine at the best of new england next week should be a lot of fun i know we're both looking forward to it i think Wednesday is Garrett Day, and I think Maddie and Miguel and Gypsy, I'm trying to think, I think Brad from Green Mountain Metal Detecting is going to be there. Uh, yours truly, I will be there. <laughs> I'll be sporting, uh, sporting the Treasure Vortex, so it should be a good time. Um, I had a blast last year. Already, though, it seems that this year is a little bit warmer. 
and I have my fingers crossed because last year we did get snow and hail and thunderstorms and craziness and it was definitely I think there was one day that it was really nice and warm and the rest where you needed multiple layers on those farm fields because of the wind so yeah we will uh we will see I'm keeping my fingers crossed I've been watching uh weather and checking out the radar and the 10 days ahead to see okay what do I need to pack but <coughs> and I am still swinging the uh, Garrett Ace Apex right now I still have the standard coil that came with it but I I love using my MX-7 with the smaller coil and those high trash high iron areas so I'm thinking of actually getting the smaller coil for the Apex as well just because I do, I love working the, the iron patches and I don't, I miss it. So <laughs> I'll probably be looking at a new uh, coil here soon as well. And I think it will be like not counting this past weekend. I think, you know, I only got to use it maybe three or four times before the ground froze at the end of last year. So I'm still relatively new about it or new with it. <laughs> so it's one of those things where I've had to leave my old machine at home because I, I'd wanted to keep going and grabbing it. I think a lot of us might do that as well. You get the new machine and you might get frustrated with it and you turn to your old machine and... Uh, I'm just purposely trying to leave it at home so I can I can get to know it. You know, I think some we were talking in the past episodes about, you know, it's kind of like dates. You're dating it. You got to find out what it likes and how it operates and then it will uh, be good to you. Uh, let's see. Mike says, what's the average depth? That I get with the Apex. So, so far I've gotten to about a foot down, but I haven't really played with the frequencies too much on it. It's got, you know, I think it's 5, 10, 15, 20 in the multi frequency. So I need to get playing with that a little bit more, especially on an areas that I've only been working with it. So I will, uh, yeah, I only about a foot now. Let's see. Jason asks, have I, I haven't moved to try out the new Nocta Legend yet. No, I have not. I know that John uses the Simplex and he has been doing some research into the Legend. And then uh, my friend from Vermont, uh, Scott, he has the Legend. So I've gotten to see some of his finds with it. And it seems like a really good machine, solid machine. But no, I actually haven't uh, swung any of the Noctas except for the Pulse Dive. And the Pulse Dive I only used maybe for like 20 minutes. So yeah, it's sitting in a box. I feel bad. That's probably something, you know, I should look at digging out and doing something with or I don't know. Have too many machines. Hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. Uh, yes, the no cables I've heard is, is pretty amazing with the dais. The one thing I learned this past weekend that I never put two and two together was that with, I think, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong in chat, but the dais, you need to charge the coil, you need to charge the machine, you need to charge the headphones, 
And I'm wondering, do you all bring like power outlets with you, like the strips, so you can plug it in and charge it everywhere? Maybe. <laughs> I know that was something we brought with us on the trip to Pennsylvania because we both had two machines that both needed to be plugged in, two headphones that need to get plugged in, you know, our cell phones, and then we both have a couple of those anchor battery packs. So, I mean, the hotel rooms have gotten a lot better with outlets and USB ports, so that's pretty cool. Uh, I don't think we actually had to take out the power strip. We got to use the uh, USB ports that were in the hotel room, but you never know when you're charging, uh, when you're going to some of these older hotels. I know that the Keen one we're staying in is like, you know, no elevator, there's no this, there's no that, um, and I think the best Western, someone was saying one of the hotels is a lot older. So yeah, we tried to bring some of those extra cable plugs, strips with us to help charge. Um, oh, three prong cable. So you're charging all three in one plug for the dais? One cable with three ends. That's cool. Wasn't really sure how that would be. <laughs> so I was like, oh, can you imagine having to charge each three? You'd have to charge one and then the second and then the third. So that's actually pretty ingenious that they, they did it that way. Pretty ingenious for the dais. And I have heard, you know, really good things about the original dais. So I'm sure the dais two is, is even better. And I know we're at almost 840, and I think we should do away, do away, do away. Um, we should give away the second uh, challenger coin that Sergeant uh, Whitey sent us. So I will do another random.org. If you are listening and would like to jump into chat, and that way I can get a number down for you, and we can do random.org, and perhaps you can win a challenger coin, which is actually really neat. It's a lot bigger than a lot of the challenger coins I've seen. And then you can get a sticker pack, which would obviously be Treasure Vortex, myself, and then I got some uh, zero discrimination stickers for Gypsy. But if you're listening and you'd like to win one of those, just jump into chat and say hi. And um, I will be giving that away in a second here. And then Rebecca, yeah, I saw that you were going to the Rhode Island hunt. And it was one of those things I was going back and forth on. And yeah, I wish I was going. So you'll get to, I don't know if you met Steph Diggs. But she'll be there, and um, I've had a lot of fun digging with her. So definitely, definitely go say hi for me, because <laughs> it's a lot of fun digging in Rhode Island. All right, so let me bring up another chat. Um, Random.org. Chrome. 
sorry, it's taking me a second to just open it up. And seventeen. Now you guys know what it sounds like when I'm uh, just wandering the fields because I'm usually whistling or talking to myself or. <laughs> Uh, yes. All right. So we have 17 in chat right now and not 117, but 17. And we will generate in three, two, and one. All right. Number 16, Tim Digger, Tim Ill Digger. You have won the second Sergeant Whitey Challenger coin. Congratulations. If you can email tv.treasurevortex at gmail.com with your address, I can get those in the mail. And if there's anybody in chat that, you know, you haven't received any of our newer stickers or anything like that, and you'd like some, definitely, you know, use that email address. Just send me um, send us your name and address and say you'd like some stickers. If I'm going to the post office, I'd rather <laughs> rather get some other mail out there too. So if you have not received any Treasure Vortex stickers or Zero Discrimination or Digger to Gauze sticker, definitely uh, give a shout out to the Treasure Vortex, tv.treasurevortex at gmail.com and I can get those in the mail. Congratulations to Swamp Fox and Tim Ildigger for winning the two Challenger coins. And I know when Gypsy comes back, she's got some awesome American uh, Digger magazines that she'll be giving away as well. Uh, that's such a fun magazine. And uh, I know I enjoy it. I missed the cutoff by renewing my... Uh, I renewed too late, so I didn't get... January's or the first of 2022, which had apparently all these pictures from Chazzy, New York, from the uh, from Digstock. So once they start sending, uh, you know, once they have the individual magazines for sale, I'll definitely have to get one of those because that was such a fun time. I do know that Digstock North Carolina also happened. I think, um, you know, Gypsy got to talk a little bit about it on the pre-recorded episode, but we could definitely grill her and see how it went. And then I think the Ohio, is it Dig and Dive Digstock? Dig and Dive Digstock. Oh, that's cool. Um, <laughs> I think that will be coming up. I thought I saw June could be wrong. I don't have my calendar in front of me, but I think that one looks like a lot of fun too. You have the chance of the, you know, the natural hunts as well as the seeded and just to be able to dive like in this quarry, it seems really neat. So Tim, I'm in that. Oh, no way. So yeah, I'll have to get that issue. I missed it. It was, I mean, Digstock, New York, this past last fall was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So 
Thank you, Tim. So dive and dig, dig stock, and I'm not even sure if that's what they're calling it, but I like how it flows, <laughs> is in July. And I'm sure we'll have more information once we get closer to it. So those are the two giveaways tonight. Um, I look forward to meeting a lot of people. If you're listening at the Best of New England next week, it starts Tuesday and runs through Sunday. I believe I'm only going to be there Tuesday through Saturday morning for a little while, and then I have to go. Um, But definitely looking forward to seeing everyone. And then Detectable. I wish I have to hold off on uh, the Detectable, I believe, until next year. I've already used up quite a bit of time off. (laughs) And I already have quite a bit of time off already planned for this year. And that was not one of those things that I uh, incorporated into my plan making. So maybe next year, Jason... And thank you, Travis. Yeah, solo job was interesting. I hope I did not bore any of you. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so we might end this show a little early just because, yeah, just because. (laughs) But thank you all for listening. I hope that both Gypsy and I can be on the show for next week. And I'm pretty sure I'll be bringing my laptop to uh, the best of New England and maybe getting some hellos and highs from other diggers. I'm going to try to get that to work to see how it will be. And uh, yeah, so who knows what we have in store. And I know once summer comes, things will start settling down as well. And our, hopefully our great lineup of guests that we have, you know, we can uh, entertain you all and with their wonderful adventure stories. So, all right, from me to you all, I hope you have a wonderful week. If you get out digging, best of luck. And I hope to all hear from you and talk to you next week. All right. Good night, everyone. <sighs> What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 